Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Chaincast. We've been really encouraged by uh, the new subscriber numbers we're seeing come in and the positive feedback we're getting on the podcast. I want to remind you guys that you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, um, and a bunch of other smaller podcast platforms that I'm not familiar with, but you may be. So please um, make sure you're subscribed to us, leave us a rating, and register for email updates at uh, crownblockchain.com. I am so excited about today's episode because we have a really special guest. Isn't that right, Ali? We do. We have Alex, who's also known as Hyrebridge in the Mattermost, the community where the Crown folks on the core team and regular folks just like you get together and chat about the, uh, the project. Uh, you can find that over at crown.tech, T-E-C-H. And uh, in this interview, you know, we talk about his role in the community and we talk about kind of his outlook on the philosophy behind crown cryptocurrency and where he sees things going forward. Yep. And I am so excited because I've already talked to some other people on the team as well. And so we can expect to hear more of these in the coming weeks. But uh, without further ado, here's our interview with Hirebridge, otherwise known as Alex. And quick note. We are not lawyers, we are not medical doctors, and we are not financial advisors. Please don't take any of our own opinions as investment advice, legal advice, medical advice. Heck, don't even take this as spiritual advice. (laughs) Do your own research. (laughs) I are. Well, we are joined today by Alex, who is Hirebridge. He's a staple in the Crown team. He's on the core team with Crown. We're really excited to have him here. He's working on, wow, it seems like you're kind of working on a lot of projects for Crown. <laughs> like you don't have, you don't have like one set big thing. You have like five of them. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's very true. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you just tell us a little bit maybe about your background and what you do for Crown, how you came to Crown, and really, I guess, how you got involved with crypto to begin with. Yeah, sure. So basically, my start with crypto was actually with Crown, pretty much. It was somewhere early 2017, and I got involved in Crown through Twister. Okay. I recommended Crown somewhere. And, you know, I've, I've been looking at crypto a bit and I was like, I want, I want to get in on this somehow. So Twister said, yeah, there's this project called Crown and they do much more than just, you know, just a currency. So what we did is we kind of started making videos for them. We, we joined Mattermost and we were really surprised, you know, all the devs were there. They were just talking with us. They were hanging out. And yeah, we, we learned so much from them in that time, which, which helped us make more videos, you know. So we started with how to install the wallet, how to buy Crown on, on Bittrex. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we made videos how to set up a master node with the old system, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and, and as time went by, we, we got a bit more and more involved. We kept on talking with people like MDZ, who is now, or MDZ, whatever you would like to call it, <laughs> who, who is now, you know, he, he stepped back for a bit, but he, he was kind of a house philosopher, which I really enjoyed mm-hmm. with him. I think you've had some as well back then. And, and yeah, gradually we started doing more for these guys and we got invited to the Toronto meeting in August. So we went there and, and we had a great time with ev- everyone. We got on really well. And we were all kind of on the same same wavelength, 
which right. you know was, was such a good sign to be able to meet these people in real life, which is, I think, quite kind of unique to a lot of crypto projects where people just speak online or whatever. And, you know, meeting each other every few months is, yeah, it's, it's great. It's super helpful as well. So Alex, let's jump into kind of what you're doing right now, which is something that I'm very passionate about because Crown is in my opinion, being, you know, built good technology, good ecosystem, good ethos, really, and philosophy behind it all. But we haven't done the best job as a community. And that goes for the general community and the core team with communicating that to the public. But you're kind of working on correcting part of that with working on a new white paper, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so what's going to be different between uh, this one and the old one? So the old ones were written by by MDZ. And he's, he's an incredibly smart guy very talented, but he tends to ramble a bit. And you, you really see that back in, you know, you see it in the white papers. They're kind of long-winded. They, they take a while to get to the point. And there are eight of them. If, if you want, re- want to read all of them, you need to kind of switch back and forth between trying to understand what he's talking about and, <laughs> and, and skip to the next white paper. And it takes like mm-hmm. three hours to read all of them. So at one point, I was like, we need a better white paper. We need more kind of business focused white paper we also need technical white papers but that's not really my specialty so you know more business focused white paper explaining who crown is or what crown is who we are how you know how we see the project evolving where do we want to go and how will we get there and i think it's really important to have like you say compact and clear message about who we are and where i want to go pretty excited about that and to see how that develops and what's the timeline for that for the listeners it's it's hard to tell because some parts of it is, is are dependent on how far we are in designing in designing some some parts of the system. So designing the API, you know, we have a really clear idea of what we want to do, but how exactly it's going to be implemented. The same for moving away from proof of work, which is something we want to do in in the mid to long term. Now I really need to get an idea of how we're going to do that and and kind of in what way you need you can talk about that to to be able to carry it out in a white paper i think yeah and one thing that i was fascinated this is just like my side curiosity i was so surprised in meeting you know you and the other fellows in miami at just how many guys in the crown community are actually not holding bitcoin or don't no. have diversified portfolios and it and the answer that i kind of got from everybody was like well we're true believers in crown and uh, I have a pro- I have an approach where you know I'm also looking at it as an investor and and somebody who wants to diversify my interest to protect myself and I believe in several projects. But are you in that same camp? Uh, if we're going to get personal with your your they call it the bag in, in the crypto <laughs> world, you know what's in your bag? Is it is it Crown? Or are you holding other stuff too? It is mostly Crown, and you know as you say, diversification is is pretty important. To Crown is my main income, so I I need to have some kind of stability in my income and having it just in crown i mean crown is pretty stable over the past few like three months or something but to to be able to take income out of it you need to diversify a bit so i do have like bitcoin and and ethereum and some other stuff like there's this other developer for viacoin who lives very near me i know him quite well i enjoy the project i kind of enjoy reading his tweets and and Mm -hmm. talking to him every now and then you know he's a controversial guy uh, as, as, as many are aware so maybe me saying this you know is controversial as well but uh you know there there's there are all kinds of things i'm interested in but yeah most of it is is crown and it will always always will be that's very exciting 
Yeah, it really is. And it, it's cool to me that, I mean, Crown is like, is that what you're doing full time then? Yeah, I, I spend sometimes 30 hours a week and sometimes 60 hours a week on it. In general, about 40 hours a week, you know. And the fun part is you, you work online so as a community manager. You know, our, our community is all over the world. Like at the time of recording this, it's, it's 10 p.m. for me and it's, it's 5 p.m. for you guys. So I can, I can make my own hours. So t- sometimes, you know, I, I sleep in a bit or sometimes I have to do things on a Monday. So I'll work a bit extra on Tuesday. And, and that's kind of, you know, we're a decentralized organization, which has its strengths and weaknesses. But what's really strong about it is just everyone can work on things they're, they're passionate about. So everyone in the core team does stuff they're good at and which they really enjoy doing. For an example, I went to work on the polling station. We had like elections last Wednesday and I had to leave home at like 3 p.m. and I had to go somewhere and be on time. And kind of the stress that brings made me realize like, wow, I really like what I'm doing right now. I can (laughs) just do something I'm actually really passionate about. Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people who I think bring different viewpoints to Crown and different, almost different things that people are looking to get out of the project because the project is big in scale and it has so many different use case applications. Is there anything in particular that you're just really passionate about as far as like potential use cases are concerned? So one of the things I enjoy about Crown and what I think really sets us apart is, is our philosophy. A lot of cryptocurrencies are like wagging their finger to policymakers or to regulations and whatever. And, and that's not what we're about. There's, there's all kinds of talk like SEC is regulating more and more and not just the SEC in the US, but in other countries as well. And I think if, if you want to survive as a crypto project, a blockchain project, you need to work with regulations. And Crown is one of the few projects that really does that. In my kind of my knowledge, that are really passionate about being forthcoming about who we are, how we how we work. And we're building a platform that, you know, anything that's that's legal and, and responsible can be hosted there. And we have this really cool mechanism worked out for kicking kicking out bad actors. So if someone wants to host something like illegal illicit content or a gambling site in a country where it's not allowed. We have this cool system worked out where they need to abide by the laws where they reside and the laws where the servers are hosted. And if they don't, they can get kicked by the network and be refused from future participation, which I think is really clever idea and which they really enjoy. Right. And, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that kind of pans out with different countries, because obviously the regulations in countries just vary so wildly. And, you know, Crown's going to have, in my opinion, some interesting times coming up when they start having to talk about, you know, issues like countries that are participating in censorship and things yeah. like that. And so juggling that need for compliance with regulation, but also balancing it with, you know, what is good for humanity. And that's, that's a pretty tall task. <laughs> yeah, and it's really difficult. And, and we really enjoy working on it. And I think a lot of this came kind of from the, from the mind of MDZ about kind of moving away the re- responsibility from, you know, the developers, even though the developers also, like I said, just passionate about the project. They don't have, you know, Crown is not a company. It's, it's not a business. It's a project. You know, everyone who works on Crown is either volunteer or funded by the decentralized governance. So what we, what we thought would be interesting is, is move away the responsibility from the core team or the developers to 
everyone has their own responsibility. Mm-hmm. And if you want to host something on the Crown platform, you need to get your ID verified, your identity verified, and that gets stored in a hash on the blockchain. And if you host, like I said, illicit content, that hash will just be banned from the network through community vote. The hash will be banned and you, and you can't join the network anymore. So the, the responsibility is is in the network itself, you know, and everyone gets to decide what should or what can and cannot and what should and should not be there. That's pretty powerful because really they're taking power away from the developers. And this is a debate we've seen in plenty of other crypto projects, um, taking you know, that power away from the developers, giving it back to the community, to the holders, to the, to the people who have a vested interest in the, not just, you know, the network financially, but just they want to see the project grow and they want to see it reach its full potential. And to me, that is, that's really something quite powerful. Now, do you, do you have like a proposal actively now that you're relying on, or is that part of the core team or how does that work? Right now I have my own proposal to, or together with Twister actually, our proposal is the core positions proposal, but it ends this month. Mm-hmm. So the, I think like the 31st of March is the deadline for this super block and then we'll get a last round of funding. And we're looking into a way to make it a bit more stable for all these people like me who are on the core team and have to rely on their own proposals. You know, I would rather spend time doing actual work, writing the white paper, Right. And so does uh, Snoops or Joe, who does marketing, and, and Artem, our lead developer, they would rather spend time doing their work than, than writing a proposal and, and getting people to vote for it. So we're looking into, you know, having it more in teams, you know, the marketing, having their own proposal. And uh, the developers, you know, the, 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 the real people who work on the actual code, having their own proposal. And, you know, guys like me having a proposal in a team with others. I think that's that's one step we could take to, you know, being more productive and maybe having one or two people, you know, create these proposals for the teams and, and trying to get people to vote on it, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's one way to, to keep it a bit more, you know, more stable because now it's really up to me if this proposal passes and, you know, I, I will still spend time on crown. You know, I've, I've done, you know, I've, I've been a student still for, you know, from August till January, and I, you know, I, I spend a lot of time on Crown still, even though I was writing my bachelor's thesis and everything. But now I really get to spend more time on, on doing, doing proper stuff. And then having to lobby for a proposal kind of gets in the way. But, you know, if it doesn't pass, I'll still be, I'll still be here. I'll still be working on it. And, and we'll, we'll find a way. You know, we have this really, you know, a lot of guys in the core team got in quite early. They, they, they rely on like their system node or master node income. And a lot of them are really generous. So they say, you know, if you've been working for Crown, you know, here's a small reward, a small fee. And that's how we got started, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, we made the first two videos and Defunct Tech was like, well, here's a bounty for it. You know, there are still bounties open for translating our, our Bitcoin talk uh, announcement, doing support work. You know, the support team have their own proposal and sometimes they take on new people and they, and they pay it out the extra they have, you know. So there's always something, but... Yeah, it would be good to, to have it a bit more, have a bit more stability. Right. And I think we, we have seen some activity in the chat and people talking about, you know, they do want to transition to those sort of more project based, more individualized proposals. So it'll be interesting to see what direction the community takes with that, because they're trying to balance the need, in my opinion, for decentralizing the project as much as possible 
with also trying to provide some stability, you know, for people like yourself who really rely on Crown because it's what you do. And exactly. it's a big time commitment and that's time that could be spent, you know, doing something else. So those are debates the community I think is going to be having increasingly in the coming months as they try and figure out what the best direction is to, to head with that. Exactly. And so, so one of the things, you know, as, as now the core team is kind of, you know, self-elected, mm-hmm. you know, there was Franco Knight or Jan, our co-founder, who started just getting people together and they got in more people, you know, it, it was back in 2016 or something. And up, up until now, it has been kind of, you know, self-chosen, but we want to give the community a vote as well in who gets to be on the team and who doesn't. And that's why we also want to put out these proposals to, you know, have the community decide, do we think this, this team, this core team, are, are they capable of building out this project and doing the best they can to make this project a success? And I think that's a really strong feature as well. Right. I, th- I agree. And I think it's good, frankly, that we're having these discussions because there's a lot of places in uh, the crypto sphere <laughs> that these kind of discussions would really be frowned upon. And the lead developers and the original founders are kind of the gods of the project. And everyone else yeah. <laughs> is kind of left, you know, trying to uh, suck up to them in order to push anything in any direction. And so it's good that Crown is at least open to having these discussions. And hopefully down the road, this will just push us further and further into that completely decentralized network. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's really important to us. It's something we, we talk about a lot, you know, in our, our private meetings in Miami, we, we spoke about this for quite some time. How do we get to decentralize, you know, the, the positions of the team? Like if you look at Litecoin with, with Charlie Lee and, you know, Viacoin, which I mentioned earlier, that's basically just this guy Romano on his own. And he has this Twitter personality, which, which makes him, like you said, a kind of, mm-hmm. kind of God figure. And, and, you know, if, if he gets to decide what happens and what doesn't, and, and if something would, were to happen to him, you know, what happens then? You know, right. Who has access to, to, like, the GitHub and whatever? And that's, you know, things we're working on as well. It's, it's, I think it's called the bus vector, dec- decreasing your bus vector. So that's <laughs> kind of like if someone gets hit by a bus, can the rest carry on? <laughs> I really you like know, it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's actually, you know, you can look it up on Wikipedia. It's, it's an article on there. And it's something, you know, we were really working hard on, on making this, you know, something that, that really is, is governed by the community in a sense. And maybe we'll see one of your official videos on that. You can demonstrate the bus factor to us. And <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> the chain of succession, right? <laughs> That's great. So can you talk to us a little bit kind of what you feel like the strengths and weaknesses of the project are? And I know that, you know, that, for some people make make them a little bit uncomfortable, but I don't think it should. Ali and I have been pretty vocal, you know, both with each other in the chat and with our audiences about what we perceive as the strengths and weaknesses of Crown in its current state. And I think that's healthy. I think that's a healthy discussion that needs to be had. So can you tell us a little bit how you feel about that? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I've talked about our strengths quite a lot now, I think, you know, our, our decentralization, you know, decentralization is, is a bit of a strong word, but you know, for, for lack of a better term, we call it decentralization because, you know, there are still core teams, so there is still centralization. But I, th- I think, you know, our, our, our philosophy of where we want to go, making this project that's, that's sustainable for, you know, for, for 10, 15, 20 more years, even when regulations come in, 
I think that's one of our, our key strengths, you know, building a kind of new internet outside of these, these, you know, these, these mega corps like Amazon and Google and Facebook. And, and I think, you know, it also brings with it so, some weaknesses. So, you know, one thing, and I, I've heard you talk about this on previous podcasts and uh, periscopes and whatever, you know, marketing needs to step up. But we're kind of hesitant to really start with strong marketing while we're still building, you know, the product. Mm. We don't want to, to hype something while the product, not there, product is not there, but it, it brings with it that we're always kind of in need of, of more people who want to work with us, you know, people who want to build cool stuff, you know, because people haven't heard of us. And, you know, there's, there's low liquidity on exchanges right now, which you've been pushing for as well, you know, get on more exchanges. And I know a lot of like community members and investors do, is, do it for the price. But what's really important to us is, you know, if, if the price increases, it gives us more room to, to make cool stuff. All right. We have this development fund, you know, the, the, the uh, decentralized governance has 43,000 crown in it every month, you know, and if, if the price goes up, we can do more cool stuff with it. But, you know, that's so when, when the price is gone, we're like, yeah, okay, now we need to, you know, spend more crown to be able to get a listing on an exchange or hire a new developer or all, all these kinds of things. And so I think that's one of our weaknesses right now. We need to get more people aware of crown. And I mean, you've, you guys have been doing a great job with that as well, I think. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we have, we have, uh, Snoops are our kind of head of communications, marketing director. You know, titles are are also not something we're re- very good at. <laughs> As you've said, you know, I have kind of five roles at the same time, and right. everyone does. So sometimes we just call them, you know, strategy advisors or business developers or whatever. What everyone does does, you know, everyone on the team does just a crap ton of work every week. But we're we're not good at you know sh- showing that to folks. Mm-hmm. And we go to a lot of conferences, etc., and we get a lot of people excited about Crown, but we need need to really start pushing us to a bigger audience. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And I, I'm looking actually at your title on the website now because I was curious when you mentioned that. I was like, what what is his actual title? So your current title is Community Ambassador for Western Europe. Yeah. So you have, so, you have a big area you're responsible <laughs> for. Like I said, you know, this is not one of our strengths, but in the new, so we're, we're creating a new website. It will be, it might be actually out when this podcast airs, maybe a few weeks after. We don't really have, have a tight, you know, deadline on it. But I think the new website will name me as community manager, which I, which is title I, I quite like. And, and also kind of still ambassador for, you know, the Netherlands, Germany, uh, the UK, mm-hmm. Belgium, you know, the entire Benelux, which is, you know, I, I, I travel to quite a lot of countries, you know, talking about crown and whatever. Yeah, so I think, so I think the new title will be community manager and kind of general ambassador where, you know, we're really trying to, like I said, trying to put into words better what we are doing and how we are doing it. And, you know, giving proper titles to people is, is one thing, but it keeps evolving. So, you know, the, the new website might come out and after two months, I might have, completely shifted to another another role it, it can happen hmm. yeah and, it, and there's there's a lot of people on the team that are in the same position you are they're 
kind of, um, you know, dealing with multiple aspects of the community. And sometimes that's hard to convey with people. But I think as we start working through these changes in the proposal system, working through the changes that you were talking about with the core team, these things will, will become clearer. And I think tasks will be more relegated to the correct people. And that, that's exciting to me because that's just the direction any organization heads in when it grows. And exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, you need to, you need to be aware that in, in the current form, Crown has only been around in itself from, uh, I think, mid-2014. That's um, still a really long time. In and, and, and then it's been, <laughs> yeah, that's in crypto terms, that's, you know, like 50 years. But then it's been kind of, you know, stagnant until, I think, late 2016, when Jan, our co-founder, started getting people in again. And, and people were joining and, and actually developing stuff, you know, implementing Dash features like masternodes and, and governance and so if you, if you think of it that way, Crown in its current form has only been around for, you know, just over like a year, maybe a year and a half. So we're still really trying to figure this out as well. And I think that's, that's, that brings a lot of interesting, brings interesting scenarios that, that we get to deal with. We have a lot of experienced guys, but a lot of them have never worked in like decentralized systems like we do now. Really quick, if you, I would just be interested to get your current thoughts about just the state of crypto in general right now, what sort of challenges the area as a whole is facing, thoughts about, you know, Bitcoin's price activity we've seen over the past couple months, anything like that briefly, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah, sure. You know, I, th- I think it's, it's difficult to talk about crypto in general just because there's so much going on. Like I said, I, I, I spent a lot of time working on Crown. You know, there, there have been times, there have been times where I, I spent a lot of time actually day trading, you know, kind of practicing Ooh, day trading. <laughs> right now, you know, in, in these markets as well, I'm just spending all of my time on Crown. And, you know, whenever I get some free time, I, I do testnet, testnet stuff as well. So I've not really been keeping up to date with markets. It's... That's probably you know, a good thing given the current. <laughs> yeah, so that, that helps, you know, and if, if we enter a bull market again, I, I might get more into it again. I, I probably will knowing myself. But, right. you know, there, there's a lot of, there's so much going on. And, you know, one of these things is, you know, a lot of people talk about it, so I won't go too in-depth on it, but like this ICO craze that's going on and people are calling it, you know, they're calling it will be over in like a few months or a year or whatever. And honestly, I don't really see that happening. There might be some kind of shift towards, you know, less of these, these scammy projects who just gather a bunch of money and then, and then leave and, you know, leave one word behind on their website, which I won't, you know, mention too much, but you've probably heard of it. Yeah. There's <laughs> plenty, plenty of examples. And I, I think, you know, that's why it's so important for our listeners and people in the crown community to always do their own research and to really um, kick the tires on a lot of these projects and to make sure they take a long, hard look at projects like Crown that are seeking to maintain that legal compliance. Um, Ali and I talk a good bit about sort of a day of reckoning that we believe is coming where a lot of these smaller tokens are, you know, these scam coins are just people are going to wake up and they're not worth anything. And, um, it's my belief that it's the projects that you know do have some sort of legal compliance and they have adoption will survive. And I, I believe Crown will be one of those. Definitely. But, you know, I'm going to be a bit of a devil's advocate here, but I, I'm not sure that's going to happen very soon. The, the, the kind of like this 
this event you're describing where people are going to start waking up. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if this keeps, you know, kind of going on for maybe a year or two or three, because, you know, regulations are, or creating new regulations yeah. is, is an incredibly slow process for, for people to, to fully grasp, you know, what, how blockchain works and, and what can and cannot we do with it. It, it will take a while to, to get people educated on it. So, you know, the markets right now are, to be, to be honest, they're, they're a mess. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not really sure what to think of it. You know, people say like simpler times back in 2014 or whatever, when Bitcoin was pretty much stagnant and nothing happened. And <laughs> people, people were just, you know, holding their Bitcoin for, for dear life and waiting for something to happen again. You know, and, and that might happen as well. You know, if we see some sideways movement for a year or two and, and altcoins getting their, you know, their time in, in the spotlight for, for that period of time, you know, it, it can all happen. But it's, it's really difficult to give a clear and strong and, and well, you know, well-built opinion on it, I think. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we have a lot to think about now. You uh, (laughs) are taking the time to come on and chat with Ali and myself about this. And uh, we know that the listeners of the podcast will really appreciate it, too. Yeah, no problem. I really enjoyed it. Oh, my voice skipped a bit there. We'll do it again soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All right. Thanks, Alex.